Hi, I'm Sam Hawley, coming to you from Gadigal Land. This is ABC News Daily. He's a self-confessed misogynist who's been charged with rape and human trafficking. So how did Andrew Tate make himself so appealing to millions of people around the world, mostly young men? Today we speak to Matt Tafina, who's working with Australian teenage boys, to understand why so many are being drawn to Andrew Tate's toxic views on masculinity. My name's Matt Defina. I am head of impact at the Man Cave and an organisational psychologist. What what does the Man Cave do? Just explain that. Yeah, great question. <laughs> um, yeah, so we're a preventative mental health charity and basically we empower young men with the tools, resources and role models to become healthy young men. Today, there'll be time for laughter and then there'll also be time for like some really respectful conversations. And that, that takes sense? us to the topic of Andrew Tate. Matt, one of the wild things I find about this story is that when parents I know heard about him, it was in December when he was jailed. So we'd never really heard about him before. But then when we asked our teenage sons if they knew who he was, they all did know Mm. who he was. And we had no idea. And I found that really, really disturbing that kids knew and we didn't know. Is that pretty common. Yeah, yeah, it is pretty common. And um, we saw the same thing in schools actually last year. We um, we surveyed 500 plus boys uh, late last year and we asked them, you know, let's just start with the basics. Do you know who Andrew Tate is? And even late last year, 92% of the young men we asked know who, who he is. Mm-hmm. And um, really what happened was he ran this program of his called Hustler University. Now is a good lesson in life for you. You need to learn how to actually make some money. And because I am so kind, I will actually teach you. And a lot of what Hustle University encouraged was it it taught entrepreneurial business skills, but it's also been accused of being a pyramid scheme. And effectively what happened was people that were on Hustle University, some people as young as 13 years old, were encouraged to post videos of his onto Instagram and TikTok. Mm. Now, as you and I both know, TikTok and Instagram can be a bit of a wormhole, but it's where young people really live at the moment. And he just blew up last year on there. And some of the stuff he was saying was, you know, actually really positive around work ethic and and dedication and motivation. Speed is extremely important. Speed defies gravity. If you're always attacking life, if you're always doing things, if you're always making more money, if you're always traveling the world, doing this, doing that, new car, here, there, you know, if you're always doing things all the time, unhappiness can't catch you. But then there's this whole other side of him that um, comes out where he's saying some really toxic and misogynistic messages. If you're about to get on a plane and that plane's going to fly through a hurricane and there's a 50-50 chance of it crashing and dying, do you want a male pilot or a female pilot? It's a good pilot I want. That is such a politically correct answer and it's a lie. That- we all know you'd want a man to fly that plane. <laughs> and then what we started to see was some of his messages, even his key phrases, were showing up in classrooms. And we also asked schools, you know, are you seeing the impact of Andrew Tate in your classrooms? And we spoke to 24 schools last year and 50% of them said we are seeing a significant and negative impact of his um, influence on our boys in the school and what do we do about it? So um, if you're just catching up to the story now, you're not alone. Um, the, the social media world moves very fast with young people. 
Yeah, I mean, he has this huge following, doesn't he? It's worldwide. You know, it's unbelievable that there's so many young teenage boys in this country that follow him, let alone the rest of the world. What else do we know about this guy? I mean, who is he? Yeah, it's really interesting, right? So, I mean, he was actually born in the US but mostly grew up in the United Kingdom and he really made his rise to fame through kickboxing. Mm. Um, He became a really successful kickboxer as a professional Um, and then that sort of led him to going on Big Brother um, in the UK in 2016. Now, when he was on that show, after only five days, some footage aired or came out through the media of him abusing one of his ex-partners and... He was pulled from the show and um, and controversially kicked off. And uh, he later claimed that it was just role playing and and that they were just you know obviously role playing together. But then what that led to is he then capitalised on that on that um, infamy that he started to generate. He created Hustle University, and that's where he started really building his following. Hustlers University. Hustlers University. Want to learn about Hustlers University? There's a bunch of rooms to go into, and those rooms have millionaire professors. And then more recently, um, you know, his content's really blown up because what we're seeing is there's a lot of young men globally that relate to his messages. And I think what's really going on is we've been in the last five or 10 years, especially, especially post Me Too movement, where a lot of men were on notice for really good reasons because of some terrible things that have happened. He's now coming through and he's giving really clear messages to young men about what it means to be a man. Mm. The concerning thing as well is this is being fueled by algorithms. And these, this is really the first generation of young people that are being raised by social media. And when I say social media, they're being raised by an algorithm that is designed to capture their attention as much as possible. Because as you mentioned, it's popping into their feed. They're not actually really even choosing to look at this, but it's just in their face. Exactly. Mm. And, you know, there's been a few studies done on this recently. Um, even, you know, there was a study done last year on YouTube to see if you just type some really basic things into YouTube, how quickly would you get taken to anti-Semitic videos? And it's a matter of hours mm. of being on YouTube and just searching some content that's really on the fringes. It takes you down really deeply, really quickly because they're designed to capture your attention. We've got the smartest minds in the world working on these platforms, trying to capture your attention as much as possible to increase advertising dollars. And so young people are getting caught up in this as well. Mm. Tell me some of the sort of messages that he puts out there. I know you said there's some positive things, but then there's some really misogynistic Mm. attitudes and comments that he makes. He's almost a self-confessed misogynist, like it's a good thing. Yeah, he's almost like he's playing out this hyper expressed version or character of himself. Mm. I'm too smart to read. I'm not going to sit there and go, smart people read. No, I need action. I need constant chaos in my life. Some of the things that he says, which I think are really concerning, is that women are property. Women are property of men and that you can do what you want with them. Mm. So I think my sister is my her husband's property, yes. When a bride is walking down the aisle to marry the groom, the father walks next to her and gives her away. Um, I won't necessarily quote it on this, but you know, there's some more damaging audio that's come out from him um, also basically saying that you can do anything you want with a woman once once you got her in a relationship. Mm. Why on earth, Matt, has he not been banned from these social media platforms? You know, I know there's the argument of free speech, but it sounds like he's just gone too far. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's an interesting one as well with social media over the years, right? I mean, to what extent do you create free speech and then when does it go too far? 
He was actually banned off Instagram and TikTok last year. He had 4.7 million followers on Instagram before he was banned. Mm. He was then actually reintroduced to Twitter um, by Elon Musk. Well, we haven't heard from him much lately, of course, because he was arrested in Romania for human trafficking, rape and forming an organised criminal group. So really serious allegations against him and he's been detained since then. What have his followers had to say about that, Matt? I mean, do they see now who he is? Are they concerned by by this or are they still sort of happy to support him? Yeah, so with this research we did last year out of the 500 boys, we also found that only a third of the boys actually relate to his message mm-hmm. and only a quarter of them actually look up to him. But the people that do look up to him are very vocal. And um, we had this, we had a program late last year where we actually ran this activity called a spectrum exercise. And we get boys to basically stand in the room based on their perspectives on a certain topic. And so we asked them who connects, who relates to Andrew Tate and who doesn't. And we had 80% of the boys standing on the end of the room that said, I relate to Andrew Tate. Mm. We had about 15% in the middle. It's like, I'm neutral. And we had 5% that were like, absolutely not. And when our facilitators asked the boys, you know, what is it about him that you really like? A lot of the comments were just like, he's a top G, he's a cool guy, he knows what he's doing, you know, he's, he's, he's his own man, he's an entrepreneur. So it wasn't very specific, but it was really around this persona that he's created. Mm. The boys in the middle were like, well, he says some great stuff, but I also really disagree with the misogynistic views that he has. And the boys in the far end started, went last and they said, look, I don't care what he has to say about drive and motivation what he has to say about women is not okay. And the other boys, the other 80% jumped in and started defending him. And I think what we're seeing is that young men are really connecting to what he represents and young men are really connecting to the clarity and the conviction that he has and who he is, which I think speaks to this broader challenge we're seeing for men, young men and for masculinity, which is mm. we've really been in this period of uncertainty and he's cutting through. He's cutting through with direction and clarity. I guess for parents as well and friends and family of young men, they want to know why they idolise Andrew Tate, but how do they stop them idolising a man like that and how do they teach them that perhaps that's not the right path to go down? So what's your advice there? Yeah, I think um, the important thing for us, there's definitely a, a, a gap we're seeing generationally speaking between young men that are really connecting to him and adults that we're going how how are young men really connecting to this guy when you know some of the things he says are so so terrible? Mm. I think the important thing is first of all, if you can go and actually watch some Andrew Tate content, and I say that just to start to understand what he's about, and then form your own perspective on what it is that you think about him. And I think where we can go wrong is if we really just make Andrew Tate wrong. Anyone that relates to him then feels that they're being made wrong as well. Mm. And so it's really hard to have an open conversation from that perspective. And realistically, it's probably going to end up with more division as opposed to a collective understanding of where everyone's coming from. It's really important to not shut the conversation down. The likelihood um, is that even just this young person being heard by you and actually being able to express their perspective is going to mean they're way more open to an opinion that you have eventually as well. Matt Dufina is the head of impact at The Man Cave. This week, a judge extended Andrew Tate's detention in a Romanian jail by another 30 days. 
This episode was produced by Flint Duxfield and Chris Dengate, who also did the mix. Our supervising producer this week is Sydney Pete. I'm Sam Hawley. If you'd like to get in touch with the team, email us on ABC News Daily, abc.net.au. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to an ABC podcast. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.